Hi, I'm Steve, and you're listening to Protoss because you're motivated to explore and understand more about the kingdom. And I'm joined today by our podcast founder, Wayne Back. And Wayne draws on his personal, professional and academic background to understand and interpret scripture and learn more about the kingdom. Wayne is a prolific author. He's written many books. He has online courses on the subject of the kingdom. And we will be referring to some of that material today in this podcast. And you can find those resources at kingdomculture.com.au. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Steve. And you can also find some of my online courses on the teaching platform udemy.com. Very good. No.au. <laughs> That's right. Now, Wayne, in our last podcast, we discovered that you started your career as a scientist. And in fact, you were a physicist. And back then, you had a conversion experience that led you to study the Bible for up to four hours a day for a year uh, so that you could understand whether it contradicted itself or whether the Bible contradicted science. Is that right? I did, Steve. And I finished that year personally satisfied that almost all of the apparent contradictions were resolvable uh, with a few mysteries remaining. But I was confident enough to say that the Bible is the truth. I also found that the spiritual experiences I already had were reflected in the scriptures. So my faith in the Bible started with my experienced experiences. Then I discovered that there were similar ones there through those pages. This has been continually confirmed for me in the subsequent 30 plus years of Bible study. Excellent. Now we're going to lean on some of your knowledge of physics today, and that includes quantum physics to see if there is a relationship between string theory, dimensionality and the spiritual realm. Yeah, well, I would say rather limited understanding for any of our listeners who are experts in string theory. I am a novice. I have an interest. I have some background. So my understanding is limited, but enough to get through today. Nice disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) In the last podcast, we used an example of where scripture predated scientific findings. Yeah, we talked about uh, Isaiah 40 verse 22, which Isaiah talks about the circle of the earth whether he had knowledge or was just pure revelation and didn't know what he was saying, he was saying that the earth is round. Yeah, and despite this, many people, including Christians in the past, have believed the earth is flat. Obviously, studies in astronomy by scientists concluded the earth was round. And before scientists concluded this, Scripture stated it probably 2,700 years ago or so. (laughs) And this caused believers to look at Scripture in a different way. And a great example, and I think you mentioned it last time, was that this truth actually inspired Christopher Columbus to challenge the convention that the earth was flat and head off and sail around the world. Now, where does string theory fit into all this? We talked about last time allowing truth to help us to re-examine scripture, and uh, string theory can also help us to, I believe, further understand the spiritual realms. And Through string theory, an assumption of extra dimensions results in the mathematical prediction of of much of what we know about physical laws of the universe. One thing I love about mathematics and physics is you're either right or wrong. You either get a result or an outcome or you don't. You know, the discovery of a round earth caused people in the past to search the scriptures with a new mindset. Now, string theory has helped me to see the spiritual world in a new way. And uh, I I need to reiterate that my background in physics does not make me an expert in string theory, but but there are some important aspects of string theory and its assumptions of extra dimension, which which really makes us helpful to visualize and understand some scripture. 
My background and, and passion for science and scientific truth has, however, driven a desire to understand how the truth of science and the scriptures relate to each other. Now, with regard to string theory or M theory or superstring theory, if we assume there's extra dimensions in the universe, we can work out some of the physical laws that result. And depending on what theory you're looking at, <laughs> they require 10, 11, or even up to 26 dimensions. Yeah, that's right. String theory itself says there are at least three large spatial dimensions. We, we know these. These are uh, the three dimensions of space we live in. But there's an extra six compacted spatial dimensions and one time dimension. We know the time dimension. Uh, we, we age uh, and things are in the past <laughs> and the future, so we, we're aware of that. But it's uh, these six compacted spatial dimensions that are necessary for string theory that are of particular interest to me. They are thought at this moment in time to be about the size of a trillionth of a billionth of a, an atomic nucleus. And so they're impossible to measure. It's these tiny dimensions, if you like, that have an entrance uh, in truth into understanding spiritual realms. So string theory requires multiple dimensions. How does that fit into <laughs> a discussion on the spiritual realm? Well, for me, uh, first of all, it introduces the, the possibility of extra unseen dimensions. Those extra dimensions necessary for string theory to work have some relevance. Well, we, we as uh, believers with spiritual experiences know this something we can't see. Here, it's not string theory per se that's important. It's the extra dimensions that it requires that are important. And if we can prove there are extra dimensions, it does not really prove the scriptures to be true. It just adds to the mystery that there's something going on around about us we can't see. Interesting concept. And one Paul encourages us to focus on as well, and I think we might have mentioned this last time, 2 Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Yeah. And um, to me, thinking of the world as having uh, extra non-natural dimensions required by string theory means we can look at uh, scriptures about the spiritual realm in a different way. In fact, there is debate amongst string theorists about whether or not these extra six compacted dimensions are actually a trillionth of a billionth the size of atomic nucleus because they reason if they're larger, things would be appearing and disappearing into the observable three dimensions of space. Those that are spiritual and have spiritual experience know that this is actually true. It's just that the things from the extra dimensions appear in different ways than string theorists expect. Can you give me some scriptural examples of this? Yeah, absolutely. The, the scriptures are replete with examples and accounts of things appearing and disappearing from the spiritual realm. A simple one is uh, twice Jesus entered the room of the disciples without using a door. He come through the wall in John chapter 20, verse 19. It says the doors were shut and Jesus appeared. In John 20, verse 26, it says the doors being shut, but he stood in the in the midst of them. We also see in Enoch's disappearance, it say, he says, it says in uh, Genesis 5.24 that he walked with God and he was not, for God took him. And uh, Hebrews 11.5 gives us some extra information about this. He, it says that he was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. Now, we don't know the details of Enoch's leaving the earth, but we do know the details of Elijah who was taken into these extra dimensions in a whirlwind. 
it just says about Enoch, he didn't see death, for he was not. Good examples. And, and one of my favourite examples of this appearing from the other dimension is the hand appearing to Belshazzar. Apparently a random story buried here in Daniel, but uh, King Belshazzar was having a feast with his wives, concubines and lords, as you did in those days. But he was praising the gods of gold and silver, bronze and iron, wood and stone, and uh, they all were drinking wine and getting carried away from the gold and silver vessels that his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem. Then they experienced something appearing from these extra dimensions from this greater reality into the natural reality. And it says, in the same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the king's palace, plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw part of the hand that with that wrote. Clearly, this is not an allegorical story because of the king's reaction and how it's recorded in the Bible where it says, his countenance changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his hips were loosened and his knees knocked against each other. I think in Australia we would say he was packing it. Well, <laughs> especially with the joints of his hips loosened, oh, goodness knows what happened next. <laughs> exactly. Like a heavenly being of some sort reached through from other dimensions into our natural dimensions and communicated to him an important message. Yeah, and this is an event where we get that phrase, the writing is on the wall. So that's been around for a long, long time. And it's yeah. because of what that hand wrote, that the king's time was up. Yeah. Any more examples? Oh, yeah. Well, another one is Philip. In Acts 8, he would, says that uh, the Spirit of the Lord caught him up and uh, the eunuchs saw him no more. He just sort of disappeared. But then he was found in another place called Azotus. You know, he baptised a eunuch on the road. He was swept away by the, by the Lord several days' journey away. So he disappeared and appeared. Amazing. So God exists in this greater reality of all dimensions and created our narrower four-dimensional natural reality for us to exist in. Mm. And those of faith have always known this and referred to the greater realm of God as being those heavenly realms. We probably just haven't thought of it as being other dimensions, but it seems quite logical when you think about it. It's kind of difficult to imagine in our four-dimensional natural reality with our natural faculties of reason and sight and hearing and all the information we take in. It's hard to visualize or imagine what extra dimensions actually, how they could function. But what it is easier to imagine is to take a dimension away from us and to view our current reality from a place of, of lower dimensions. And, and we can do this by, by thinking about creating a painting. Hmm. And uh, our natural man is a four-dimensional being and he has three dimensions of space and one dimension of time, just four of those potential 10 from the minimum required for string theory to work. But as a four-dimensional being, we can create a painting, which is essentially a three-dimensional creation. It has two dimensions of space. I mean, I know that the paint comes out of the that plane of the painting, but let's just imagine it's two dimensions of space. That stops a dogmatic scientist that pick you up on that. Yeah, I know, because I think that immediately when I say Same it's two dimensions. <laughs> yes, I'm counting my own brain. But just we're just imagining something. We're trying to understand what it's like to relate to a place of, of greater dimensions. And so if we project ourselves into that life of the painting, we can create that painting. It has two dimensions of space. It has its own dimension of time. starts when we create it. With that painting on our world, we're living in the same reality as the painting, but it's just existing in it 
in a more limited set of dimensions. Now, if there were people living in that painting, they might be aware that there's a greater reality surrounding them, but they're designed to live in the painting. They, their, their needs and their special senses, they need, they need something special to discern outside the life of the painting. Now, we're only here uh, considering one extra dimension. Uh, and uh, so, you know, we're considering a three-dimensional person considering a four-dimensional reality. And now there's string theory requires at least 10. And so this is a very basic, simple kind of analogy, if you like. And yeah, um, it's, it's a good one too. So in that analogy, the painting people live in their flat two-dimensional reality and time. They're still affected by time. Hmm. And if I'm in my normal earthly realm of four dimensions and I wanted to reach out and actually touch that painting, in doing so, the flat people on the painting, they'd probably sense the pressure or something, but not necessarily know where it's come from and not realise it's come from another dimension. And in fact, they'd probably see it as a disturbance in the force to quote Star Wars, or maybe those painting people who had an attuned spiritual sense may determine it's a presence from heaven or a, a presence from another dimension. There's two ways to look at this. There's one, there's the spiritual way, as you said. It's like there's something happening there. I feel it, I sense it, I understand it. Now, there's a natural way to look at it. And if, if I'm living at the surface of that painting and I'm trying to understand what's going on outside it, I'm going to say that that dimension is a billionth of a trillionth of the size of the atomic nucleus. I, I can only think that it's projecting an extremely small amount of distance into that dimension. That's a natural way to look at that. And so through our natural faculties, we can only discern what's happening at the interface, if you like. But when we look at it spiritually, we're aware of something and something's happening and even there's, there's an effect in our world. Uh, and it's interesting to note that the phrase from heaven appears 107 times in the New King James Version of the Bible. Wow. Appearances from the dimension of heaven are certainly a big deal. So when you say that phrase from heaven, can you give, give some specific examples? Genesis 22.11 says an angel was from heaven appeared and stopped Abraham from sacrificing Isaac. Exodus 16.4, the Lord promised to rain bread from heaven. 2 Chronicles 7.1, fire came down from heaven. Matthew 3.17, a voice came from heaven. And Acts 9.3 says uh, a lot about Paul when he's on the road to Damascus that a light shone around him from heaven. <laughs> so when scripture says they appear, all this appeared from heaven, I wonder where people actually expect these beings and experiences are coming from. You've got to stop and think about it because when you do, you can't think, well, it's not coming from a cave or another planet. It's not coming from something that is geographically dislocated or even above us in the atmosphere somewhere or they're actually manifesting from the unseen realm that is always all about us, that we're living in like a person living on a painting existing you know, in, in a greater space. Angels and uh, demons are, are also always there, just not seen with the natural eyes. An understanding of extra dimensions helps us to understand that we're actually permanently surrounded at all times. We don't need to uh, travel geographically uh, or, or anywhere in particular to have spiritual experiences, we're living in a spiritual space. And one of the key examples of this is in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17, where Elijah and his servant were in a difficult situation. 
surrounded by an army and Elisha was just, he was pretty casual about it, but his servant was freaking out. And so 2 Kings uh, 6.17 says, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. Powerful. And that account of Elisha's servant's eyes being opened in the natural to see what's happening in another dimension around him highlights the important truth of the existence of further realities outside of our natural perception. That right. It teaches us that activities in these spiritual dimensions are always there, whether we perceive them or acknowledge them. I find it interesting that Hebrews 12 says that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, when you read that, you go, well, yeah, there's a lot of, it's talking about a lot of people in the past who uh, their joint experience and wisdom helps us. But when you look at this at face value, Hebrews 12.1 says that they're surrounding us like a cloud. And these are the people of faith that lived in the Old Testament. And this Greek word translated as surrounding uh, actually means to lie all around, to encircle. And so when you ask yourself the question theologically and doctrinally, where exactly are these Old Testament believers right now? Mm. Well, if they're all around us but unseen, it would suggest they inhabit another dimension. Yes, absolutely. My understanding is of Old Testament believers that they already are in heaven. That's another conversation. But they are in heaven, in those spiritual realms already surrounding us. It's also important to note as we consider the reality of extra dimensions that God actually exists outside of our time dimension. We see time as linear and, we, and unstoppable. I mean, there's lots of great sci-fi movies around that challenge this notion. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I love them. The scriptures say that with the Lord a day is a thousand years and he declares the end from the beginning. And so Time is a created dimension. Um, that's another thing that's maybe difficult for us to perceive uh, from our natural reality. Yeah, and we may be able to picture other space dimensions through the painting analogy that we shared earlier, but how to picture life outside our time dimension is a little more challenging for me. Yeah, <laughs> if I think about the painting, I go, the painting had a beginning point. It was created at a point in time. God spoke out the universe at a point in time. We can create a painting that begins to age at a point in time. If you're a scientist on the painting, you can look at the rate of fade of the painting. You can look at all these factors. So where do we start, guys? And you can uh, use your understanding of your surroundings to understand when time created. Our scientists, of course, have done that, and it's called the Big Bang, that the world was created a couple of billion years ago. But God exists outside of time. You know, Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There was a beginning. God spoke our reality out of his greater reality. And God created all the dimensions, so he's not confined to them. Absolutely. He's not confined by time. He's not confined by, you know, if there is 10, 11, 24 or 26 dimensions, God isn't limited to that. 1 Kings 8, 27 says, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. Yeah. And for me, adopting a view that our natural reality exists within a greater reality, which is one that includes more dimensions than we naturally can perceive, as suggested by string theory, M-theory, super string theory, as you said earlier. Look, that's helpful for me to further understand some of the truths in Scripture. Yeah, me too. I mean, if, if I can imagine my four-dimensional reality as a painting moving, moving through a greater reality, then 
these scriptures which say that people of old are surrounding us, that we're not, we're not far from the kingdom of God, that in him we live and move and have our being. It gives me the spiritual awareness of, uh, well, here I am, the kingdom is all around me and my access through it uh, is through faith and uh, heart. And you know, the Bible says to draw near to him with full assurance of faith, with purity of heart. And so we know how to access that kingdom. Now, whether or not string theory proves true, because as you said in the beginning, it's all a mess at the moment. Or was that last podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the last one. What we do know is that unproven theories of physics tend to be improved over time. Now, whether or not string theory holds true, it does help us consider a multi-dimensional view of reality. Yeah, and working with what we currently know, there are many unseen dimensions that we live in. Yeah, now, this does not prove scriptures right. It simply confirms a greater reality exists where our understanding in science is limited. Science just doesn't work in the unseen realm. It works in our seen realm and it helps us to understand the world around about us. But it also means that our natural faculties of including our sight and our hearing and our intellect are just simply not capable of operating in the greater reality we live in. By considering string theory and extra dimensions, we've introduced a way of looking at the greater reality and we're going to explore this in following podcasts. It's important to understand how our physical limitations restrict how we can perceive and understand the limitless. Absolutely and if you want to have some follow-on from this I really encourage you to watch Interstellar the movie especially the ending where they've represented five dimensions on a two-dimensional screen. They, the three dimensions of space, one of time and of gravity. It blows your mind a little bit. Yeah, great movie. I love it. And the producers used well-known physicist Kip Thorne to assist them in an accurate portrayal of several of the concepts in the movie. And ironically, in the process, it led Kip to several new scientific breakthroughs that have been accepted around the world today. I'm going to take that on as homework to rewatch that movie because it is a cracker. As soon as you make a movie of, with any physics principles, of course, just uh, go online and see the debate. I mean, why <laughs> Interstellar is wrong or... Even I think they employed him with Tenet as well. Yes, they uh, did. You've got to give yourself a little bit of creative license when you're making a movie. Of course. And (laughs) uh, if that's that's our homework, let's leave everyone with that for the day. Go back and watch Interstellar. We'll have to catch up again next time. Thanks, Steve. You've been listening to Protoss, a podcast that explores pursuing the kingdom. And we really hope you've enjoyed it today. We look forward to going deeper into understanding the kingdom next time when we meet. Until then, I'm your host, Wayne Beck. And I'm Steve Kyle. And we both wish you every success in your pursuit of more of the kingdom. Mm -hmm.